Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started today. Suarez swings. He hits it high. Very deep to right. Way back. Way gone. Eugenio Suarez takes John Cater deep. And the Cincinnati Reds beat the Brewers in Milwaukee. They take the series, claiming three of four, and they roll into the All-Star break. Hey, this is John Sadak, TV voice of the Cincinnati Reds, and you're up for Late Night Reds Talk. What's going on, everybody? It is Wednesday night. That means it is time for a Late Night Reds Talk live here on YouTube. Thank you all for tuning in, as always. Uh, very excited. We're post-All-Star break now, I guess. No, middle of All-Star break, post-All-Star game, I should say. Getting ready for the second half of the season for another exciting series with the Brewers this weekend. I am Tim Daniel, as always, going around with our crew. Mr. Red Leg Nation himself, Nicholas Kirby. What is going on? How about that uh, finish to the first half? Uh, just, uh, it's nice. I feel like we have two weeks in a row where we can be positive. It's been like every other week was like, yeah, great yes. week. And then the next week was like, it's okay. It was a rough week, but we're, we're okay. And then it, two weeks in a row, two in a row where we can be really uh, super positive. So that's exciting. Yes, absolutely. And also joining us, like always, wearing his awesome We Are an Effing Nightmare shirt, former big league pitcher, Mr. Carlos Guevara. What's up, y'all? Hoping, hoping, hopefully this shirt works better this year than last year. Yeah. I <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> joining us this week, you can check her out the Cincinnati Inquirer, also with Q102. Uh, this is Miss Lindsay Patterson. Lindsay, welcome to Late Night Reds Talk. How you doing? I'm good. Everything's going really well right now for the Reds. So I'm doing good. Joined by you guys. Yeah, we're glad to have you here. Um, I know the first thing we want to get to is uh, you told us before you got on the air, you're a, you're a big hype for the Reds. So obviously you're excited about this season so far. What are you feeling from watching this ball club so far this season? Oh my goodness, where can you go? And I think that's one of the biggest things. Obviously, everybody that's on here has followed the team for a really long time. There's a lot of ups and downs and all the buying and selling talk. But I think what's really cool about this team right now is you can look at the rookies, you can look at some of the vets, the OGs out there, and there's just a lot of excitement when it comes to all the players all around. So there's so many things to point to, but I think just like the rookies performance and production right now has been something really fun to see for the fan base. It has been for sure. You know, as we talk, we talk every week about India and Stevenson and all those guys. I know Nick has uh, said his next red jersey will be a Tyler Stevenson jersey. Has it been ordered yet? Not yet, not yet, not yet. <laughs> Christmas is around the corner, buddy. Yep. <laughs> we got you. Andrew, yeah. Listen. 
Well, yeah, like you kind of mentioned, just kind of the mixture of talent and everything there as well. Um, but coming off this last weekend, you know, they had the Brewers series. They take three or four there. Uh, what was your reaction to seeing what the team did that series and getting ready for this next one coming up? You know, it's crazy because going into that series, I think a lot of people, any Cincinnati sports fan would look at it and say, there's no way they're going to take three or four when we really need them. I said, we, I don't play for the Reds. I take that back when they, I, I know how people feel about we. It's okay. We're, we're a we, we're a we. Yeah, we're, we have, we're a we show. And okay. we have Carlos. Carlos is in the Reds minor league system. So we actually can legitimately say we. Okay. I'm for sorry. Carlos, we, I'm speaking for him too. Uh, I think <laughs> you look at that and seriously just going into it I know they have another big series coming up at home with the Brewers but you looked at it and, and everything against the NL West and how they struggled with the Padres series there's no way they're going to catch up with the first place team in the NL Central and do what they were able to do and four games it's not a lot when you have the first place team coming to Great American Ballpark so I think for them to actually do it when you really wanted them to take three or four and I thought if you could split that's a win-win situation I would have probably taken it before the series so to be able to take three or four, I think that's just crazy because you don't always get what you wish for when you're a Reds fan. Isn't that the truth? Especially when Peralta's got a no-hitter through five innings and you still pull that one off. Yep. You get Brandon Woodruff, who's awesome, and you managed to get to him. He scored a run in the first inning. Uh, so, yeah, it was definitely exciting. It was a lot of fun. How did you enjoy the All-Star festivities? Not only Castellanos and Winkers getting in the game, but Jose Brewer and Nick Lodola doing their thing in the Futures game. There's a lot of excitement. I mean, goodness, I, I, I talked about the rookies before, but you even looked younger than that in the future of the Cincinnati Reds. You have to be just excited to know what's about to happen with this team. And then obviously, I, Nick Castellanos, I, I've already said it plenty of times, build the statue at Great American Ballpark. He's so exciting. I've used him as a comparison. And I'm sorry to bring in a little bit of football in here, but but Joe Burrow, um, he's just he gets fans excited. He has that swagger and that's what you see from Nick. And then obviously Jesse Winker, that stuff is really exciting. You know, obviously you want to see him produce a little more in the all-star game, but it's all about fun. It's all about fun and, and making it there. And I think it was really cool to see him on the national stage. And I feel like they're just getting started with what they're going to be able to do in the second half of the season. Those guys look like they're having a really good time. And I just hope uh, they can stay on this roster for, for a few years to come. Yeah, for sure. I was actually watching the uh, Fernando Tatis document or little thing they put together right now. And uh, AJ Preller was talking about, you know, how they were talking about locking him up long term. And they're like, I mean, this is the kid that, you know, you can build a statue of. He brings excitement to the game. He brings fans to the game. Something that, you know, you can get excited about daily. And I'm like, hello, Bob. Listen, listen, to AJ. <laughs> Lock him up. And you see that. You see that with other teams out there. I mean, even the Padres are a really good example. They have the opportunity to keep this guy on the roster. I know it's going to take a chunk of coin because uh, he, he could opt out and leave after that season. But I just feel like he's what you need on this roster for, fu for future, for, for some of the young guys out there. I mean, I know he's getting a little bit older, but just, just the season he was able to have here, you've got to figure out a way to keep this guy long term. I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, that may be wishful thinking and maybe I'm too optimistic and positive, but it's just, he's so fun every night. And, and, and there's plenty of games you can point to with Nick just over the last couple months when you needed that hit or you needed the lead and he comes up and of course it's electric. I mean, you can point to the grand slam, anything that he's able to produce out there. He just steps up when you need him to. And this team, you, you just don't count him out ever. 
yes kinda, he does have example. That, he kind of does have that like larger than life figure like you you, you know you compared him to, to, to joe burrow i mean it's the same i think it's, i think it's comparable you know just you know uh you you feel like whenever he comes to the plate something good is gonna happen and uh can't have enough of those guys on your roster that's for sure yeah, I mean, look, we, we've dealt with heartbreak in Cincinnati sports. I had no choice but to root for the Cincinnati sports teams. And just seeing what this 2021 season is about and, and just all the different all-stars on the team in the rookies producing productive optimism for this team to be where they're at in to start the second half of the season, you can't not be excited. I mean, if, you, if you're negative and you're not, you know, thinking, oh, this team's not doing enough for this, you can talk about that another day. And yes, they do have decisions they have to make in the next couple of weeks. But at the same time, if you can't enjoy this series coming up at Great American Ballpark, I don't even know why you're a fan to begin with. Yeah, but Lindsay, you have to remember, I think you someone in your stature should know, um, you're talking about Cincinnati sports fans here. So... I mean, everyone finds a way to like t- make turn for the worse. It's, you know, Nick Cassiano's having this excellent year. Yeah, but he'll be playing for the Yankees next year. And it's like, do we have to do that? We don't really have to do this. Like, no, you have to just sit back and enjoy it. And I know it's really easy to look at Cincinnati. I mean, you could look at the postseason last year, what happened against the Braves. Any, Bengals postseason um, heartbreak it's there and everybody knows it's there but at the same time when a team is winning when a team is fun like we see down at Great American Ballpark and even on the road sit back and enjoy it because I have no clue why why people just want to be miserable or or find the negative um, with a team right now and, and look this weekend could go really bad <laughs> but they could also gain ground in the NL Central. There's still another half of baseball to play. So just sit back and enjoy it because this team could take the, could take their division this year. Yeah, I, um, I definitely think like at this stage, we really should just sit back and appreciate what they've done. We'll get to the trade deadline. We'll get to the second half and, and, and how it all turns out. But, you know, just, just looking at, at fan graphs, they weren't very optimistic about the Reds. They were less optimistic than I was. They had the Reds projected at 79.4 wins. Reds are currently on pace for 86.4 wins. So they have outperformed what their their expectations by the, the, the computer is. So, I mean, you have to um, appreciate that. And, and they've done that without Suarez producing, who was supposed to be um, the best position player on the team. Um uh, going into the year they've done it with Sonny Gray on the IL uh, they've done it with their top two bullpen guys on the IL um, sit back and appreciate what this team has been able to accomplish we don't know what the second half will will bring but um, but they're definitely in the race yeah and I think you bring up a lot of good points where they're at with what they haven't had in some of the games when you talk about health um, just the optimism of obviously what we've talked about the guys who are producing out there and I know this is another take. Um, I'm, I'm very uh, careful when I say it, but I think a lot of people can agree that a guy like David Bell, I wouldn't be surprised if an extension happened soon and, and deserved 
what again we don't know what the second half is going to look like but where he is right now if you would have told me prior to the season I think every single Reds fan would take it and run at the second half of the season and what they have been able to see with some of these rookies and then obviously some of the older guys on the roster too even Joey Votto at times coming back from injury I didn't see that coming and and just to have a guy like that there was a there was a play a a couple probably the last home stand and I'm um, losing my train of thought on the game but just seeing him watch Tyler Stevenson help them for the go ahead and just run out there and just take his time to go see him as the OG and the rookie and just greeting him it was like the future and the past and it was just really cool to see and and I think that this team has that all around so you know from guys like David Bell to some of the rookies some of the older guys I think you should just sit back and and appreciate what you have in Cincinnati right down at Great American Ballpark with this huge series coming up. Yeah, David Bell contract extension is long past due. We we are we're definitely in agreement there. He's he's done a fantastic job. He's not perfect. There's <laughs> never going to be a manager that we're going to like to 100%. Never. They they, yeah. they don't they don't exist. Um, um, there's things that he does that I don't agree with. There's things that I don't understand. But a lot of times things probably don't understand. There's probably a reason that he can't say. Um, you know, he is the spokesperson and sometimes he has to take one for the team. And I think he's taken one for the team a lot. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm right with you. I think, I don't know why they've waited this long. Uh, I think they should just get that taken care of now. So that's not weighing on his, uh, you know, on his mind because he's human, you know, your contract runs up in, in two months, you know, you're going to want that security. So yeah, I'm with you. They should do that, do that tomorrow. I'm in for it. I'll pitch in. We'll just, we'll start to go fund me. Done. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the things too to kind of talk about, and you know, you mentioned obviously we've talked about the injuries and everything. This this team's battled all year, but you know, they are getting healthier. Um, one of those, especially this Friday, is supposed to be the return of Michael Lorenz to the team who pitched pretty well in Louisville. And as Nick pointed out in a text message to us the other day, got to swing the bat a little bit down there. So uh seeing our Michael Lorenz and our not so much Shohei Otani get back to the team is pretty exciting. So pumped for that. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that you can look for and, you know, the health of the team. Obviously, this team will still have to make some moves or they should make some moves in the next couple of weeks because they are or they should be buyers. But you look like a guy like Michael Lorenzen and and what he could bring another healthy arm out there in the next couple of weeks. And he said, I'm going to be back Friday, which is a couple of days away. And it's just pretty unreal that you, you hope the health continues with this team in the second half of the season. Yeah, that's the main thing is health. Keep these guys healthy, majority of them. Get them lots of playing time. Let them have fun, and they're going to be in a great spot in come September. They are. They are. Where, where are you guys with – see, see I, I am optimistic, and I see a little bit of it on, on Red's Twitter, and then obviously I'm going to admit this on here. Didn't realize I wasn't following Nick – um, until a couple weeks ago, because his tweets are amazing from all the stats, what's going on. I can get his recap every night, his radio highlights. Where are you guys overall with this team just after pretty much the half of the season and four games back? Oh, I think they're going to win the World Series. Oh. I love it. Print the shirts. Print the shirts. <laughs> yeah, print them now. I'm in. Uh, I don't know. You guys go first. It's um, the, it's I've the, got them. Go ahead, Carlos. You know, I've, I've got them right there being in it right there in the last two weeks of the season. Like, they could be up two games. They could be down three games, like, anywhere in between. If they're, you know, 90% healthy, I think they get there. Um, 
I think we're going to see that Brewers starting pitching come down a little bit, um, just like pitching all across baseball is going to come down and that's going to benefit the, the lineup of the Reds. Um, you know, they're already seeing the ball a whole lot better. We've gotten harder contact since they've made that sticky band. Um, so yeah, I'm super optimistic about it. Um, Nick doesn't let us, anybody get down on the Reds at all. If we try to say something, he punches us through the phone, reminds us why. <laughs> I, yeah, I saw last night, Nick, that oh, when people were complaining about Fernando Tatis being mic'd up during the All-Star game, you were like, it's, it's an exhibition game, guys. Why? <laughs> why? Why? Why do you dislike that? Like, yeah, I, yeah, I know what you mean. I'm uh, sitting there in awe, and people are are complaining about whatever. Yeah, I would say I'm definitely excited. Um, I feel like if this team can kind of stay afloat for July and August, September schedule is very favorable. We've talked about that quite a bit. Um, like the last, you got quite a bit of Pirates games, your last chunky games from the season. So, you stay where you're at now. You you definitely make something happen, get some trades into there. Um. As much as we don't know when, you know, Moustakas is going to be back, we do know that we should start prepping pretty soon for Nixon Zell to be back by all accounts, looking like probably, you know, August or so. And I think, you know, getting those guys back along with the Lorenzins um, is going to make a lot of difference for this team. So, and, you know, where do they go from there as far as the Vladimir Gutierrez or the groove, the Jeff Hoffman's, what do they do there? Uh, Hoffman set a couple of rehab outings of Louisville's pitch pretty okay. It's not walking a ton of dudes down there. So, Hopefully that translates when it comes back to the big league squad. So I'm excited. Plus, um, you know, uh, maybe there is that small possibility of a hundred degree Nick Lodolo thing this year to help this team in the postseason run. So that makes it exciting as well. Why do I feel like we're going to be at great American ballpark late September, maybe early October and hundred greens there. It's sold out. It could be a weeknight. They're going to walk it off to win the division and, and he's going to come out and it's going to be crazy. I don't know why it feels like Hunter Green is going to make his debut at Great American Ballpark or come back out for the 2021 season at Great American Ballpark and the place is going to be lights out. Just feels that way. I, I love it. I'm Chapman vibes. It. Yeah. 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 I was at Clinchmas when Chapman came in and got the win. It was a good time. It was yeah. a good time. I feel like everybody was there. I think I bought a ticket for $5 and it ended up going and it was, it was a cool place. It was, I can't believe how long ago it was, but. I bought, um, I bought the senior citizen tickets online because I knew they wouldn't check my ID. Damn. So. <laughs> good move. Yeah. Yeah. It was like $10 senior citizen tickets to see them walk off and win the division for the first time in 15 years. It was worth it. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I was there. I think Carlos was playing professional baseball, so I guess he has an excuse. What year was that? 2010. Uh, no, I think I had retired. Yeah. Was, yeah, I was, that was so no excuse. No excuse. Yeah. Should have been there. No, I was. I went to the Giants playoff games in San Francisco, Reds, Giants, and the. So you felt pretty good when they <laughs> those were the good ones. We were in Cincinnati. <laughs> I don't think you want me coming to those games. <laughs> Yeah, I was at the games here, so I, I'm with you. Yeah, I, for sure. Um, so you, you've talked quite a bit about being at the stadium so far. I think what I've noticed, and a lot of this is definitely COVID-related, um, I've been to about seven games this year. My wife has been saying that we need to get season tickets for next season because I go too much. So I'm definitely excited about that. Um, but the atmosphere at the ballpark, I think a lot of it is just because, like, one, the team's good, and two, everyone just missed it so much from not being able to go last season. It's just so different. Everyone's super into it. 
it's not like the ninth inning anymore and people are doing the wave they still are doing the wave from time to time which is terrible ban it but um you know in the ninth inning when the game's on the line they're not doing it so much so I think that's been really awesome to see like it used to be like the Cubs would be in town and all you'd hear was like the Cubs fans and the blue shirt but the last series when the Reds swept them it was fairly even in the in the stands yeah, you can't do the you can't do the wave or Joey Votto will steal third base. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I love that. I love that. No, I agree with you. I think that <laughs> series was really telling. And just it could be a Thursday night or a Friday night. And obviously your Saturday afternoon games or Sunday fun days are, are gonna fill up and even business day specials. But I think I've been more impressed with just the Thursdays or weeknight games when the place is the place is full. And I know people want to get back to normal and get back to the ballpark. Obviously, we have a fun, exciting team, but I think it's pretty cool to see. And look, the weather, it could rain all weekend. I'm hoping it doesn't. Um, it could be really a, just an insane atmosphere at Great American Ballpark Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Well, Lindsay, you said you give us 20 minutes. We're definitely appreciate it. Guys, anything you want to touch on before you let her uh, set her free? No, I just think, thanks so much, Lindsay, for coming on. Really enjoyed it. Love your uh, enthusiasm for this team. Keep it up. It's, uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. It's nice meeting you. Keep up the great work, guys. All right, guys. That was Lindsay Patterson. That was a really fun guest to have on the show. Um, very enthusiastic. I love the optimism. Um, you know, most of the people we have on here, you know, are, are definitely our media members. They talk about the team. They talk about what they see. But, like, having someone who's, like, like us and just super, like, a fan and just, like, expresses the things we feel, I definitely love having that on the show. Yeah, absolutely. great. So, dudes, let's talk. Um, obviously, last we talked was getting ready for the Brewers series, and we said what Lindsay said. We said, you know, if they split, you know, you feel pretty good, but it did take three or four. Um, pretty exciting stuff. I think the thing that really jumped out the most, we've talked all year about how this team just has this never-stay-die attitude, but now we're moving forward with a team that just won a couple games in the ninth inning against the Brewers, so that's going to make you feel pretty good about going to this series, right? Yeah, absolutely. Just the, the way they won those games. I mean, you know, they weren't just all like, you know, you know, four one wins. And, you know, the first game they, you know, left the bases loaded twice and everyone's like, oh, Cincinnati in a in, in a big series. And they lost that game after fighting back. And then they won, you know, they won three in a row, blew a lead. Suarez, it's a home run off hater, uh, blew another lead. Castellanos, you know, um, um drives drives in the go-ahead run just um this is the team we've seen all year that they're not stopping and um yeah i think they put themselves in a really good spot to where they don't feel like they have to sweep the brewers this weekend because you know if they if they would have split or you know god forbid they would have lost three or four milwaukee it would have kind of been like yeah they almost got to sweep this series but you know i think man you just win this series you're in a really good spot yeah. And honestly, even if you lost the series, you lost two of three, you're still not in a, in a terrible spot. You still would be four and three in those games, which is kind of what we said is what they have to at least do. So yeah, I think they're in a really good spot. Yeah. Anything other than a sweep, you know, you got to feel pretty good. Yeah. Knock, knock on wood. <laughs> I don't have any wood around some bitch. All right. That's the door. So yeah. So Carlos, now that we have seen Mr. Josh Hader, implode two days in a row do you feel like the reds may finally have his number with the way they're seeing the ball right lately um, they might man i mean that's all it takes is two three bad outings against one team and it's in there like as a pitcher it's, you can't get it out like it's tough so yeah i mean especially if gino comes to the plate 
Gino's still pissed about that up and in. That was no accident either. No, that definitely wasn't. I was going to see, I was going to ask you guys about that. But yes, I, I definitely agree. I felt like it was kind of like, you know, the day before he gets a homer off him, the next day he just happens to throw up and in. Like, it's not like Tyler Mallet's up and in where you're like, ah, oh, he does that a lot. It was definitely yeah. like a, yeah, that was, egregious. that was his first of the year. I don't think he's dumb enough to actually completely intentionally hit a guy with like a 250 on base percentage in a tie game that seems kind of uh, my guess is he probably was like i'm gonna throw it up and in back him off yeah. the plate i'm yeah. sick of this guy he annoyed me yesterday i don't really think he was trying to hit him but he was i think intentionally trying to make him uncomfortable. scare him's not yeah make him uncomfortable and and, and it sailed a little bit farther but yeah yeah you hate to see it, guys. You just hate to see it. Yeah. I loved Carlos's at the All Star game, though. Yeah, I loved your tweet to Carlos with his uh, video at the All Star game when you were like, "Hater, don't turn around. Gino Suarez is right behind you." <laughs> your nightmares. I love it. And then, of course, Corbin Burns throws what seventy pitches in the All Star game. So, yeah, I was I was surprised. I was surprised they they let two guys pitch. Um, it's not very often that you see a team have two starting pitchers pitching an all-star game where their manager isn't the manager of of the team, you know? Um, So they definitely had to get that okayed by the Brewers, which I don't know. I mean, I I was surprised. I mean, I don't know. Maybe both of those guys were just like, Hey, we really, really want to pitch. And, you know, you're kind of in a spot where, you know, if they're really lobbying hard to pitch, you don't want to, you know, uh, take that away from them, but uh, right. But yeah, I don't know. I, it'll be interesting to see what they they match up with this weekend because I, you know, I, I tweeted out, you know, in 2019 there was eight starting pitchers that that pitched in the All Star game that year for the NL, and none of them pitched before Sunday. Um, so I, I mean, I know I think Freddie Peralta threw like 11 pitches. So I mean, I know that's just like, you know, like kind of throwing on his bullpen day in a you know much different environment. But um, I don't know the way they've been very very careful with their starting pitchers. I don't know. They, they might, they might, uh, they, they, they might, you know, um, throw Hauser in one of the games, um, or, yeah. uh, or Lauer. I, I would imagine they'd, they'd played on the safe side. It'd, it'd be kind of silly for them to push them at this point, you know, with, with the lead that they have. And I mean, there's a lot, a lot of games left to be played. So I really doubt that they try to push them. Yeah. Well, there is a lot of games to be played, but, after this weekend, they, they only played the Reds three more times. So, um, I mean. Yeah, but you'd rather have that health for the rest of the teams. Oh, I agree. But that's why I was surprised they let both pitch. I, I thought they'd yeah. been like, hey, you know what? We'll let one of you guys pitch. You can pitch again on Sunday. This is our big series. We will, you know, we'll take it easy on you guys later in the year. Um, I don't know. I, the Brewers, I feel like they have really um, um, not – I don't want to say it. I, I feel like they've kind of overlooked the Reds when they played them. Um, they have, they've been very careful with their pitchers all year, but they have had chances when, when they could have pitched, you know, Woodruff um, on normal rest and they pushed him an extra day to have a, to, to keep with rest. And um, um, I mean, they've, you know, just lost six of seven to the Reds. So it's backfired in some degree. They've let the Reds hang around when they, they, you know, could almost put them away. So I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's hard to guess, you know, obviously what they're going to throw out there for that series. I have to imagine Brandon Woodruff probably pitches Friday. Uh, would probably be my best guess just for 
you know, like you mentioned, everything that happened and just the, you know, the second half of the season starting fresh. You want to kind of have your guy out there. Um, but we'll see. Um, yeah, like, you know, obviously having two starters out there certainly doesn't hurt. But how about the NL Central just full on represented in the All Star game? The starting pitcher, two starting, three starting outfielders, starting middle middle infielder. Like, how about the NL Central getting their name out there in the in that right? Pirates, baby, two yeah. starters. Let's go. Yeah, and neither one of them will probably be on the team uh, at the end of the year. No, I not. S- yeah, I saw like the Adam Frazier stuff, and so I kind of read what like they're like, yeah, they have like a lot of offers for him already, and I was like, oh, good. So yeah, he's he's a heck of a player. Um, he is great on base guy. Um, yeah, definitely a guy. Those uh, you know last nine games and uh, last two and a half weeks of the season, you, you'd love to be in a different uniform. Yeah, absolutely. American League, American League uniform. Specifically, yes. Far away. Yes, far, far away. Um, so, obviously, we kind of touched on it a bit ago. Michael Lorenzen looks like he'll be coming back. He said Friday. Uh, he got he got some time in in AAA, obviously, during his rehab stint. Um, had a couple of plate appearances as well. Um, so, I feel like, you know, we talked a bit about – we've talked a lot about, like, getting the position guys back. You know, the, the Senzels, Moustakas, and things like that. But – you know, we've talked quite a bit too about, you know, Antone and Lucas Sims, but getting Antone Sims and Lorenzen back looking like in the near future, certainly also kind of boosts a lot for this team. Um, obviously it's still, you know, we still want them to go get a reliever if they can, but I feel like just getting those two guys back in your bullpen where we've been nervous about this bullpen all year is definitely going to kind of hopefully put some of those pieces back together for the squad. Yeah. I'm, I still think they need a shortstop too, though. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I, I think shortstop. I've, I've been saying I know no one no one agrees with me, but I think shortstop's just as big of a deal. Um, I, I think you know, sure you could call up uh, Barrio um, if you aren't able to get one, and maybe maybe he'll produce. But wouldn't you much rather call him up and he's kind of in a, a more of a utility role where there's not as much pressure on him? Um, because if you don't go get a shortstop, you call them up, you can't go back. There's no going and getting a shortstop. There's even the, the waiver deadline's gone. There's no, you can't get guys off waiver. You know, it 31st is it you're, you're done. That's, that's all you can do. Yeah, I, I definitely, it's definitely kind of, this kind of, you're kind of in that mode to hear you mentioned, is it, you know, some of the guys you were kind of talking about, cause I know, uh, you know, Anderson Simmons come up. Obviously, everyone talks about Trevor's story. Um, was it Miguel Rojas you were kind of talking about fairly recently? Yeah, he seems like he would make the most sense. Um, he would, um, you'd have control of him this year and next. Uh, thing I really like about him, um, and, and I know he has struggled at the plate the last like month, his numbers have come down a little bit, but he's still a significant upgrade over, um, over Kyle Farmer. And I, I think at this stage, he's probably a significant upgrade over over um jose barrio unless he just took off um he seems like he'd make the most sense because you know you'd have an extra you're not just not just a half a season or two months you get him next year and he also has played multiple infield positions so he kind of gives you more flexibility so if barrio does come up and takes off um you know you could uh um, um you, you could put it plug him in somewhere else and uh, what, what do you think it's going to take to get him or someone like him? Um, it, it's hard to say. I, I, I think 
you could definitely get him without giving up any of your your top dogs, um, your your Hunter Greens or your Nick Lodolos or or something like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, it. I have no idea what Nixon Zell's value is. Um, that would be kind of a maybe an interesting swap where you're 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 swapping you know more the upside with the years. Um, I think. You know, if you look at like a trade generator for whatever it's worth, it probably says they're about an equal value for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what Nixon Zell's value is. Um, I doubt the Reds know what Nixon Zell's value is. I mean, I bet it's vastly different team to team, you know, uh, you know, the teams you're looking to trade at. So I don't know, something like that. I think they should absolutely be knocking on the door of Trevor's story. If they're not, they're cheating themselves. And they're yeah, I agree. Fans. I mean, um, no, I don't think they should go give up Hunter Green or Nick Lodolo for him. Um, but uh, I'd give up quite a bit. I mean, he's a uh, you, you acquired Trevor Story. I think he's probably the best position player on the team. I know people look at his stats from 2021 and might scoff at that, but you look at what he's done in the past and you know what he's capable of at the shortstop position, he'd be up there. So uh, he definitely changes the entire trajectory of the team. So yeah, for sure. I mean, you kind of put him in that two spot with those guys around him. Certainly makes things a lot more fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think everyone shot down on Twitter this week my uh, Chad Green fantasy. They were uh, <laughs> saying the Yankees probably aren't going to be doing it, and I understand that. But, I, you know, one can dream. Yeah, it's, well, it depends what they do over the next two weeks. I mean, I, he definitely, I think, makes a lot of sense. And, and I think I said before, I love the um, – I love the ability to pitch multiple innings. Yeah, I do too. So yeah, I don't know, man. We'll find out. But I think this is just, it's fun to be in this situation again. You know what I mean? Like I miss this 12 and 13 team so much where it was like, they're competitive and they have a chance to win. So they went and got some guys, you know, like, so like being here again and like having this feeling come back has been so nice. Uh, I don't know how the second half of the season is going to go by any means, but just the fact that we're feeling this again, we're here again, like, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's fun. Sure beats the alternative. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, 48 and 42, you know, it was, it was what, three years ago, the Reds started three and 17, three and 18. Yeah. I mean, that, that was a couple Brian of years Price ago. got fired because of it. Yeah. That was, you know, that wasn't very long ago, you know? So I don't know, maybe that's why I appreciate this a little bit more than, than some people because you know, you're not going to get this every year. No, you're not. And I think, you know, those years kind of taught us that more than anything. The, you know, the three and 18 year, the Dave and Bell's first nine games are one and eight and, you know, just things like that. And, you know, even 2020, you know, they won opening day and then they kind of struggled quite a bit, obviously we know until, you know, the last month of the year. And then they kind of got hot and made it ready to run up the postseason. So <laughs> yeah, this is awesome, man. It's certainly a lot of fun. It makes it good for Carlos. He has two teams right now that are in this and, competing for a wild card spot right now. So I'm sure it's a little pretty exciting for him too. What are you going to do? What are you going to do if um, Brewers take off, run with, run away with the division and uh, Padres, the let, fall apart. Padres let the Reds hang around and it comes down to those two teams for that, that final wild card spot. What are you going to do? I'll probably watch the game alone. <laughs> Turn my phone off and root for the Reds. There you go. Yeah. Joey above all. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, whenever the one nine's gone, then we'll have a different story. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I get it. I totally get it. That's like the, like, you know, people follow LeBron around, whatever team he goes for, so they root for. I respect yeah. it. Joey's going to take over for Crawl when he's done and be the, be the GM. Maybe. <laughs> That'd be awesome. No, it would be terrible. Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine, you know, all the think about about what uh what what poor crawl has to deal with on a daily basis i wouldn't well, wish that on anyone true yeah It'd be like eight guys eight on base eight, a high on base percentage guys would just be the team <laughs> cool playing money ball i like it i'm into it yeah i think uh those are fun things i want to touch on other you know uh yeah with this kind of so we diverse things coming up Kind of looking at what's coming up also with this home stand. You've got the Mets, which it looks like. I mean, you're gonna have to guess that the first game they play out of the, you know, out of the break is probably Jacob Degrom starting. So, I believe I saw somewhere where they said they, they there's a very good chance they might try to give him a couple extra days of rest and uh, maybe like start him on Sunday. I saw that somewhere. So, um, what a break! Home. What a break that would be um, <laughs> to, to to miss him. Um, for him yeah <laughs> for him yeah because the Mets. i mean if you know for those who aren't following obviously i know that jacob Degrom is incredible um but you know they're not exactly a team that's hitting the hitting, hitting very well either francisco lindor their 300 million dollar shortstop isn't necessarily playing for three playing the 300 million dollar game um so that's you know kind of in the reds favor the cardinals obviously been struggling uh they're kind of slowly weeping away so we talk about all the things the Reds can do going into the trade deadline. There's a really good chance this division looks super, super different in August. Um, you know, what do the Cardinals do? Do they do anything? Are they kind of kind of stay put and just kind of pack it in for the year? Do they try to, you know, sell something off? Do they try to make a move to try to potentially get back in? Cause I don't think they're super out of it as much as I would like them to be. Um, we obviously know what the Cubs are going to, you know, I would be very surprised if Chris Bryant is still on the team come August. Um, to the Reds. That's become people have been saying that a lot lately. We, I don't we, know how we actually had a question. Happened. We had a question. What do you think about Chris Bryant in a Reds uniform? I mean, he would look sexy. I think he would look very. It would look good on him. <laughs> yeah, he he's played what first base, third base, center field, and left field this year. Yeah, he actually said. I actually heard him um, on the the Purple Carpet Show. Um, he said that his favorite position to play is center field. So, uh, I mean, that would, I would assume be where you, you know, you would, you would play him, but I can't imagine the Reds wanting to give up whatever it would be for a guy that's at a position that's not a neat, a big right. need for them. Um, and on top of that, the Cubs trading Chris Bryant to the Cincinnati the division Reds, team. Yeah. Uh, who just, you know, whipped him around and um, embarrassed him. So. Yeah, and get him and Amir on the same team. You know what could possibly go wrong there? <laughs> him and Rizzo on the same team. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> I think Rizzo's the, uh, the the bigger beef. Yeah, it would look spectacular. It would be awesome. I just I can't imagine the front office being cool with like what it would take, like you said, to have him for you know eight weeks. Yeah, uh, just on the Cardinals, I was kind of curious. I kind of looked up there they're free agents. They, they have no one that's like really a value. That's a free agent. Their free agents are Wainwright Molina and Miller. 
Um, I can't imagine them, even if they really wanted to trade Wainwright or Molina. You know, I guess Andrew Miller maybe is a guy they trade, but he hasn't really pitched all that well. Yeah. Um, everyone else they still have control of um, beyond this year. And, you know, I when you trade for, for Arenado, you're, I'm assuming, planning on, you know, trying to contend, you know, the, the next couple of years. So um, the Cubs situation is a lot different just because who could have saw that their starting pitching would not have held up? Um, who possibly could have saw that coming? I don't know. But yeah, I mean, like they, they're, they're toast. They're, they're, their pitching's not good enough. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, the post Theo era, man, it's a thing. When he, he comes in and he wins, when he leaves, it's, you know, like he left in like Boston that year, they won like 68 games. The Cubs are going through this this year. Um, like LeBron, baby. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I was listening to Baseball Barkey the other day, and they were talking about, like, the, with the Cubs trade of Darvish, it's like, for them to fix this season, they'd have to trade for a U Darvish. Now they can't even do that. So it's yeah. like, yeah. And then, obviously, the Pirates, we talked about their two guys. Those guys, I feel like they'll probably move everyone they can besides Brian Hayes. I feel like he's kind of the guy. He's going to be their guy they hold on to, obviously. Um, but... Yeah, I, I imagine that a lot of people are going to be asking for their pretty good assets. Like, I don't know, is Gregory Blanco still good according to like advanced numbers, Nick, or is he still just like average? Or I think he's pretty average. He started off the year just awful, but um, yeah, I think he was playing pretty well of late. I'll, I'll give you my r- riveting television here. <laughs> no, he's terrible. What? 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 what are you, 73 weighted runs created plus. Um, <laughs> 41 last year, 87 the year before. Yeah, he's he's pretty bad. Um, I think he got hot for like a week. Maybe, yeah, he's not good. <laughs> so teams won't be calling for Polanco more than likely. Yeah, and he's uh, uh, on a five-year, $36 million deal. So the Pirates will be nice. paying to send him anywhere yeah. they, they chose to. Yeah, that's true. Um, real quick, a couple more things. So obviously the draft is this past week and the Reds stocked up on some talent. They got a Shortstop, you know, I know everyone's excited about that, and they want to know if he can play on the major league team next week. Um, yeah. Let's go. I don't, I don't even think he signed his contract yet, but we talked about this a little bit last. Uh, actually, it was probably in our text chain, but I always love the reaction to baseball draft picks because it's like, oh man, that guy's going to be a star, and it's like, he's a sleeper. He, I can't believe he slipped all the way down to thirteen. What? Yeah, and a lot of it is like, well, some teams draft this guy so they can save money. And like, you know, some it's not like just drafted all pitchers. Yeah, the Angels took 20 pitchers. They're Maybe. like, we've had enough. We've had enough of this pitching problem. <laughs> we've got Otani, we've got Trout, they'll score all of our runs. We got Rendon. Let's just get all pitchers. Were they all college pitchers? So they can like one high school pitcher. <laughs> one high school. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It- it, the, the draft's wild. I mean, I, I think half of these teams don't know what they're picking. I mean, you know, they're they're like, yeah, we we like this guy, but who knows? Um, it cracks me Reds. up about the the broadcast whenever they're talking about these guys. Oh, this is a guy that I really like. That you haven't seen him play. You <laughs> seen just, highlights just like we're seeing tonight. You, you say that about every three guys. They all rotate. This, yeah. this guy's this guy's the one you like. This guy's the one you like. That coach, I don't know if y'all, which which one y'all watched, if y'all watched it at all, but the coach from Vanderbilt, he looked like he was so mad the whole time. He just <laughs> never smiled. It's cracking me up. Well, yeah, like, 
like you know, like in the when you watch like the football or the basketball drafts, I know they're completely different animals. You know, there's always like the big the analyst that's like, I don't really like that pick. In baseball, like everybody's like that that's a difference maker right there. Yeah, I don't. Do you remember a single time anyone said, "Ooh, I don't, I don't know about that one." <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, they're all like, "Ooh, yeah, yeah, ooh, yeah." Or do you ever remember any of the projection like, "Oh, like Gregory Perlanco right there." That's, that's he's a no. It's always like, "Oh, that's Ken Griffey Jr." And yeah, this this could be the next Mike Trout. Like <laughs> Henry Davis is Johnny Bench and Carl Yastrzemski mixed in one, and you're like, "What? Huh?" Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously the sucky news about for baseball fans um, to kind of tie here. So Ronald Acuna Jr. tears his ACL, obviously now out for the year, which sucks for baseball fans. Obviously the Braves have already had a rough year as it is. Um, that certainly helps the Nick Castellanos MVP candidacy that people are starting to bring up. Um, I still kind of feel like DeGrom has got to be the front runner because that's what the betting odds are right now. But I, could you see the, you know, obviously with the year he's having, if he keeps up this pace, is Castellanos you're looking like in that top three MVP voting possibility for the National League? If he keeps up what he's doing now, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he kept up what he's doing now. I think he'd be a lock. I mean, I mean the only way he could win it is if <clears throat> I don't see any way DeGrom, DeGrom comes back to earth. I mean, if, if you know, DeGrom gets, gets hurt. Has he touched earth before? No. Yeah, I don't know. It would be it would get very interesting if um, Degrom doesn't have enough innings to qualify for the ERA title. Um, it'd be hard to vote. He might still like have like the most you know wins above replacement, but I feel like there would definitely be some voters be like, I'm not voting for a guy for MVP that didn't even qualify for the ERA title. That that could be interesting because I don't think he qualifies right now. Really, I didn't know that. I don't think he does i i could be wrong i'm wrong a lot but i don't feel like you are though yeah. we know he does <laughs> he he does he he comes up but he's he's only at 92 so he must just like like barely um it, it's one inning per game right yeah how does it feel like you should know that i was never in the mix for that so <laughs> i didn't pay it much attention nick don't they have ERA titles in in Double A? I don't think so. I don't. Maybe. I don't know. I you didn't get, get the. Uh, I would think you at least get some sort of plaque or something. Yeah, you didn't get the ERA title for the Florida State League. Nope. <laughs> what about the FIP title? Uh, nope. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I think we've touched on everything for the week, unless you guys have anything you want to throw out there real quick before we close out. I want to get through some of these questions here. Y'all want to talk about Marty Brenneman or? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Uh, I just want to say I really love the Reds' current broadcasting situation. I think they do a fantastic job. Agreed. Um, Why won't Bob sign Cassianos to an extension asking for a friend? Um. I don't think they're even going to talk right now about it, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, number one is agents is is Scott Boris, right? Yeah, because he came out know, and said would... something about that, like how he always he'll won't speak about it. He'll wait till after the season plays out about as far as opting out. I do feel like that would be pretty dumb on his part if the Reds were like actually willing to talk about it, because I don't know what in the second half he could do to 
up his value, right? I mean, like right. he's already like at the max. So um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, as much as I think we all would want them to, I don't know if right now would be the, the best time because, you know, you probably should wait and see, you know, what he does over the, the final two months. Cause it might, it might change things, um, you know, might in your favor. I don't see if he does keep it up at really changing what he's going to want or what he deserves, uh, you know? So I don't know. We always want to rush to contract extensions for our players. Um, but, you know, you have to, you know, remember some of the, the, the ones that have, have you've done that before and I'm not going to mention names, but you've done that before you've rushed for it and it's backfired. So um, I, I can't, I can't fault them for, for that you can fault them for a lot of things i can't really fault them for that i don't think any team would probably be really doing that right now yeah i think the other thing too people got to look at is what's the market going to look like so let's say he opts out like you know these big market teams they all pretty much have corner outfielders i'm not saying teams wouldn't take them but like i mean you know i bring up the yankees all the time because everyone knows that they always have these like deep pockets but they're paying John Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge about five hundred million a year combined. So you know, for their not to say combined, but five hundred million total for their salaries. So I don't think that they're going to be able to move those guys very easily. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I don't know what the Red Sox look like and things like that. Um, but you know, like I said, teams would want him obviously. Um, but I think like that kind of plays in practice too. Like if he opts out, where's you know where are his other you know off options? Um, I think the other thing too, like you said, is you know, things can change. Also, my other point, if he does sign, let's say that they do this and he does sign the extension and we, we buy the opt-out. No one can say anything about how much money he makes. Nope. We can't go through this again. When Joey, like, was like, everyone's like, Joey's going to leave. And then he signs, you're like, that was too much money. It's like, no, we don't, we, it's one or the other. Yeah. One or the other. Yeah, pick a lane. We're not playing that game anymore. Yeah, the other thing too to think about, there's like five elite shortstops that are free agents this year. Um, you know, you see like the red situation with shortstops teams are going to want to fill that first. Um, and, and you know, the shortstops that are leaving outside of Colorado, uh, they're all leaving good teams, you know, like, like the Astros, they're going to want to replace Correa. Um, who else do we got? Uh, Correa, great American ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has a lot of his back though man that 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 really the back injuries are just we got kyle farmer baby oh that is xander a free agent is who is xander bogart's a free agent i think he's got one more year okay um but marcus simeon is a free agent i know he's playing second base for the blue jays but um says he still takes balls at shortstop every day yeah and i mean he's uh he's putting up elite defensive numbers at second base and he can clearly play shortstop he's only doing it because of of Bobichette hot take you know I would probably switch them I think Bobichette's a really bad defensive player um I'd what do the numbers say Nick he's a really bad defensive player um, <laughs> not 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 Suarez shortstop level but uh you watch your mouth <laughs> but um I want to get some of these other questions is Mustaka still working at Jake Sweeney Chevrolet <laughs> It's the best employer in the city. Um, I'll have to check on my sources on that, Roger. Um, I do. I, I do, do love, love the question. Oh, my God. 
That's fantastic. Uh, that's we've had. That is um, very good work. Um, Send me some cards. <laughs> and we got another. We got another. Uh, another guy pointing out the the Mike Freeman effect. The Reds are is it nine and zero now? Nine and zero with Mike Freeman in the starter. What a stat! That is the most red stat of uh, of all time. Um, Mike Freeman, the human rabbit. Um, some buffoon asked when we're going to have Pete Rose on the air. Um, probably not never? going to happen. Never. Because um, you never know. Um, and everyone keeps asking when we are going to have uh, uh, Ryan Cassianos on. We are working on that. Not going to announce anything yet because we don't have a set in snow, but he will be on at some point. Um, as long as he, you know, decides he doesn't like us anymore or something. But yeah, he showed us last week. Well, they all keep saying we shouldn't sign his brother. I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> they should sign him. They should just wait to sign him. Ryan, I'm admitting this out. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. That's what I'm looking forward to. I know we're working pretty hard on getting some guests. So you guys have been killing it. I can't wait to announce what we have coming up, man. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll have some more announcements uh, um, um, later on um, once we get closer to the shows. But yeah, lots of good guests, and um, um, we'll keep we'll keep working at that to hopefully uh, uh, make the show make the show good. Yeah, I'm with it. I can't believe nobody said anything about my background here. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that a, is that a, what's, what's the big, like a uh, big craze bike? Is that the Pel- Pelotonin? The what? Is that the Pelotonin exercise bike you got back there? Pelotonin? Peloton? Peloton, yeah. Peloton, that's it. Pelotonin. Yeah. Wooden horse here that's like 87 <laughs> years old. I think like my wife's grandma made it or grandpa made it or some shit. <laughs> I like your background, Carlos. Hey, it's family, family, man. man. That's what my neighbor, shout out to my neighbor. He's watching. He's like, we gotta do something about your <laughs> we'll teach you how to do like a we'll teach like you. I can like set you. it up. I can put some like you know the sound pads and everything and maybe some <laughs> like no. Just do a we virtual can, background. <laughs> we can teach you to do a virtual background. I used to have the technodrome as my background from Ninja Turtles. That was mine forever. They got some questions at work for being unprofessional though, so I don't get it. Well, I think other than that, do we have any other questions we need to touch on? Um, get out that we we got asked her. I, I think we got them all. Thanks, thanks everyone for for watching and chatting, and uh, yeah, always uh, always enjoy the questions. Yeah, for sure. Thank you all again. Um, so housekeeping again before we get out of here. So if you are subscribed to Nick's YouTube channel, where you can get our shows if you're not checking out live every week, but we are on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. Our Apple Podcast reviews are getting up. Thank you guys for taking some time to do that. We could definitely use more. So please, if you do have a moment, you haven't done it yet, just a simple few seconds of your time, a nice five-star review. Tim, Nick, and Carlos are cool, and thumbs up, and we'll take it. Um, so thank you all for tuning in. We definitely appreciate everything. Have a good night. Enjoy this Brewers series. Hopefully, we'll be back soon. Talk about it now. Get ready for the rest of the Mexican Cardinals series coming up. So take it easy, everyone. See you.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.